0: And now, Down in the Dugout, powered by Scout Scoops. Hello and welcome to another edition of Down in the Dugout, the show that delivers a deep shot to center about MLB the show, the rosters, MLB baseball, and much, much more. On tonight's show, we are talking National League projections. Who's a contender, who's a pretender, and who could surprise. And a little bit later, we're going
1: to also be talking about the trailer, the draft from San Diego, and uh, we're going to discuss what we liked and didn't like about it.
2: And finally, we have Bacon as a special guest. Uh, you guys might know him as we- Christian Weber and from his extremely popular uh, fictional roster set that he's had out for MLB the show the last
0: few seasons. So it should be a lot of fun tonight. Right, awesome. A lot of stuff to go over. But first, as always, I'm your co-host Bob Collars and joining me is the other co-host Scott Spindler. And also on the show tonight, weekly contributor Chris Ouija, who's always opinionated but rarely correct. And we also, uh, we also want to welcome in special guests. If you guys were with us last podcast, you'll know him once again as Nutsy Pooh. We call him Logan here on the show. Had a great time with him. Had such a great time. We wanted him back this week. Welcome, Logan. Thanks for having me back again, guys. Ah, You're very, very welcome. We're happy to have you. And as Scott mentioned here just a few seconds ago, we have Bacon from Operation Sports on here, who's created the wonderful fictional rosters that everybody seems to love for MLB The Show. Uh, goes by Christian Weber. Welcome aboard, Christian. Thank you for being with us.
3: Glad to be here. Glad to have you here, Christian. Thank
0: you. Absolutely. So, gentlemen, let's go ahead and start. Uh, the new projections are out. Last week, if you guys were with us, we covered the American League. A lot of fun. Went really in-depth. Quite a... Quite a breakdown this year. This week we're going to go ahead and do the National League. I'll go ahead and list. Let's start with the uh, the National League East. Now, this is from baseball perspective. There's been a couple that's dropped since then that we may fall a little bit more in line with. But this is uh, for BP. So, in the National League East, we've got the Mets coming in at 96 wins, the Nats coming in at 85 wins, and the Phillies uh, a close third with 83 wins. Scott, what are your thoughts? Well, uh,
2: as a Phillies fan, I mean, I feel a little bit better that they don't have them in fourth. So, um, but I do think that uh, that was, those were the Pakoda projections and they were a little rough on the Atlanta Braves. I thought, you know, I think the Braves are better than a fourth place team. Um, So I had some question questionable uh, thoughts on some of those uh, rankings. Um, I like the Braves still. I think the Braves are still a good team. I mean, I know a lot of people are, uh, you know, predicting the Mets, you know, are going to make a, a big, a big move up the standings this year with all the, the moves they've made. But I still think the Mets, uh, the Mets have to prove it first on the field. And, uh, you know, they still have some, some injuries, you know, Syndergaard's still coming back. So they have some things they have to work through and they're the Mets. So we'll, we'll see how that, how that plays out. But uh, I do think the Phillies are going to be a little bit better than people think because last year the Phillies bullpen was so bad. I think it was, it was the worst in baseball by far. Um and I, I do think that they've fixed that a little bit. Um, they've addressed it. I think Archie is gonna be some, you know, a nice, a nice addition to their bullpen and they've got some other pieces they picked up. Um, I think having uh JT Real Muto back and, and Didi Gregorius is gonna help them. Um, but it's a tough division. I mean the Braves are tough, the Mets are tough, the Nationals are you know, the Nationals are the Nationals. They made some nice moves too. So uh I, I do think that uh it's going to be a tough division. I do like Atlanta. Um, and then uh, after that, I think it's a crapshoot. You know, I think uh, the Nationals, the Phillies, and the Mets could all be fighting for second and third place. Um, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun summer down there in, uh, in the National League East.
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would generally tend to agree with that. Um, I've went back and checked the projections for the last couple of years, and for some reason, they are really, really down on the Braves. They've had them rated pretty similarly the last couple of years, and we've kind of seen how that, that's worked out. For what it's worth, I think the NL East is the best division in baseball this year. Um, It's going to be an absolute battle top to bottom. I think there's a very real shot, and even after getting Lindor, I think there's a very real shot that the Mets finish last in this division. I think that the Marlins are going to be a team that are a lot like the Mariners, which we talked about last week. Um, I think that what they were last year is pretty close to what they were. I think they're going to be fighting for a, a wild card spot. I think that's a very good squad. I still think the Nationals are very good. Of course, the Phillies have a lot of star talent, a lot of talent on that roster. And then the Braves are, if they can get a bullpen piece or two, um, th- they should win win the East. But top to bottom, that's
1: by far the best division in baseball. Yeah, I I totally agree on that. Um, yeah, I mean, like just looking at their projections, I. I it's it's going to be an unbelievable division i mean the every single one of these teams i think you you could make an argument for it's in some way winning winning that division um i don't think the mets are are going to get first in here i I still think the braves are the best uh well-built team in, in that in that uh division and um you just look at it from top to bottom i mean the phillies are improved um the mets obviously they they went out and made some real big moves um you got the Marlins with with a lot of young talent and they really surprised everybody. I don't think they're going to really have too much of a drop off. And I mean, plus they won, they did that well last year with half their team out for how many weeks with COVID. So, I mean, now you're talking about they're actually getting their, the guys they anticipated having in the first place. Um, Yeah, it should be, it should be really interesting. Um, I, I, I actually think that out of all of them, I would pick the Nats to finish last in that division. Um, I, you would pick getting, the Nationals. I would, yeah. Um, I think it's just it's just a matter of time. They, they did not really make too many significant changes this this season. It, I feel like the Mets have finally leapfrogged over them. The Phillies have shored up that bullpen. I mean, you can still make an argument that you know there's still some guys in that in that bullpen that maybe aren't quite as you know well household names as you'd like, but mm-hmm. uh, there's no way they're going to have. That that bad of a bullpen again for two years no. in a row because they pretty much have completely right. cleaned house. Yep, and uh, you just look at the Nationals and they've got that star power. They've got those, you know, they got Scherzer. They have Strasburg, but at some point, Scherzer he was not the same last year. No, he wasn't. And he is older. I mean, at some point, he's going to start entering into that phase that we hate to see the superstars enter, and. They, uh, they still have a lot of question marks. They have not replaced the production that they lost with, with Rendon. And I don't know if they really have the talent level that some of these other teams have to, to be able to to really walk away with that division. I, I would pick them to finish last as far as like a surprise.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I probably would put them more more along fourth uh, in that division. But I, I think – Ninety-six wins. I, I, I'm gonna guess that like eighty-eight or eighty-nine wins that wins that division. It's gonna be too close to, to yeah. see if we get into I'm, ninety.
3: I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm low on the Nats too. I, I think the bubble pops. Um, I got them fifth, and then I'm I'm not as big on the Marlins, but the Marlins are are getting better. Uh, the Phillies obviously can't be as bad as they were last year, like you guys are saying. Uh, bullpen is definitely gonna be better. So, but for me, it's it's between the. The Mets and the Braves, and I think it's going to be tight between those two because the the Mets got to come down from there. But you you'd think that their on field talent, the the Lindor and uh, James McCann, like they're gonna they're gonna do what they do, and then uh, the Braves are just gonna keep doing what they've done. Like like Nutsy said too, like they were, they've been low consistently in Pocota, but I mean on the field they've been they've been in the playoffs every year, so. I mean, the Braves lineup is just awesome. Yeah, it's underrated. Right, and Freeman is so underrated. Like, still, like, how is yeah. Freeman still underrated? Yeah,
5: and uh, yeah. they
2: have they have a lot of depth too. Like, they signed Kipnis. They have Saint- Pablo Sandoval, right. and the- they brought him into camp. Like, they have a lot of you know they still have a lot of arms that you know help become...
5: to
3: come too. Pache yeah. is right there too. Waters isn't too far mm-hmm. off. Like, yeah, they have other prospects that are near major league contributors.
1: And, and we I... haven't e- we haven't even seen them potentially trade for anybody either right. they have so much depth in and they've got the system. pieces yep yeah, i mean all of, if they need that pitcher yep. they, they can easily go out and get it or if the they old, need another they need another bat they could easily excellent. go out. And get
4: it. excellent yeah i think that uh as far as the braves go i don't think waters makes it to the majors with that team I uh, think that he's the one that ends up getting moved i think he's going to end up being the odd man out the one thing i will say about the braves is i think losing the dh and the nl hurts them more than it hurts any other team in the NL. Oh, yeah. um, having to put Ozuna back in the field is going to cause issues, especially when you have people like Pache in the, in the minor system. Mm-hmm. And along those same lines, I think that this is going to be the year that Juan Soto wins his first MVP. I'm going with the Juan Soto pick for MVP this year. I think he is – he's obviously, I argue, the, the best young talent in baseball, but I think this is the year he finally –
2: and I, 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 I could see that. I would I, that. I absolutely love Drew Waters too. I think he's a great great talent. I think he's I think he's got superstar written all over him. Um, but I do agree that he's probably gonna be the odd man out. Um you know, I saw a rumor floating around today was him for uh marquez and uh to colorado so there's a lot there's a lot of uh there's a lot of rumors of drew waters the last few years and i do think at some point he will be the one that gets moved braves don't like to trade their prospects though you know and sometimes these teams that sit on their prospects you know you wait two or three years and all of a sudden the value drops off and they don't turn out to be what you know what they thought they were you know if you if you look back at the braves what three three years ago um how many you know, stud pitchers they had coming up, you know, they had Colby Allard and Kyle Wright and Tukey Toussaint and all these guys. And none of them have really turned out to be what they thought they were going to be yet. I mean, I still think some of those guys still could turn out to be, um, you know, but uh, Max Freed has turned out to be probably the best of the group so far. And uh, you know, he was kind of behind those other guys. If you, if you look at their prospect rankings from a couple years ago. So um, I do think that, They still are loaded with talent. I do love the Braves farm system. Uh, Ronald Acuna, I think, is superstar, and I'm going to go with Ronald Acuna as my MVP pick this year. Actually,
4: I could see it. He's going to be great as well. I do think that if there's going to be any reason that the Braves don't move Waters, it's because they think that the DH is going to come back next year, right? Like that's because if you can talk about a future outfield of Pache, Waters, and Acuna, good
1: lord i mean yep. you could argue that's why they gave ozuna the contract they did mm-hmm. they're already anticipating it's going to come back I, it's it's so stupid that it's not back i agree uh, it, it makes no sense why anybody would want to watch a pitcher bat you know i mean you just look at the production levels of, of pitchers over the last like 10 years and it, it's it's embarrassingly bad you know i have to agree with you chris
0: now see i do like what the Nats did this offseason. I like Josh Bell. I like John Lesh. I like Kyle Schwarber. But the problem with all three of those guys, if you problem, like Schwarber, get out. Yeah, I know. You see, the problem with those guys, though, uh, they're inconsistent, and I think that's yeah. what's going to hurt the Nationals throughout the year. I, I can see runs where they can put together an awesome run of say. 10, 15, 20 games, but then I can also see just some horrific baseball being played there for about 10, 15 games. So I'm in agreeance. Um, Honestly, I would say injuries could play a major factor, and the Mets love to go and get injured. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do see the yeah, – I think it's going to come down to the Mets and the and the Braves, and I, I would say I, I like the, the Braves there. So let's go ahead and skip over the Central because we have a couple Brewers and Cubs guys in this. <laughs> so we're going to jump over the West. West is a little bit different here. Still is intriguing, but this this division's a little top-heavy, obviously, with the Dodgers and the Padres. And then, of course, you've got the Rockies trading Arenado to the team we don't discuss in, in the Midwest. So – you know, we're going to focus on the Dodgers and Padres. Now, that's a tough one. Christian, what do you think? You got the Dodgers or the Padres pulling this one out?
3: Dodgers have to be the World Series favorite still, right? I would think, uh, right. That's music to Showtime's ears, too. You guys yeah. all need to taste bad. No, let's,
5: let's ask
2: Chase
3: what he thinks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to echo what he would have said anyways, though. I got the Dodgers for the NL entirely. So, then, I mean, you have to win the division if you're going <laughs> to get to the World Series with the current format. um but the Padres are definitely improved. Uh, it seemed like they were uh, exchanging blows in the offseason and picking up uh, new talent, um, but I still like the Dodgers more. It's the Padres, and then uh, it's difficult to pick the last three. Um, I, I really hope uh, for the Rockies fans' sakes at least that uh, mm-hmm. the Arenado trade is the beginning of that, and they start to do a full rebuild because it's i yeah. time coming there, Yep. Uh, but it looks like each of the last three teams are just going to be battling for the seller.
2: I mean, we, we pretty much know the Dodgers and Padres are one and two, right? It's – I mean, the, right. it would have to be some kind of fluke, crazy thing, yeah. I think, for the Padres to overtake the Dodgers. Um,
1: but I don't, I, would t- say, I don't know if I would say fluke. No, I, mean, I, th- I do – I
2: think the Padres are a great team, to be honest yeah. with you. I think they're probably going to – they could be the number two team in the National League. I, I think that they're that good.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, but I, I do think that um, – the Padres are going to win a lot more games than people are thinking. I think they can, they can come close to 95 wins. I think they're that – I think they are a very, very good team. Um, what of those three bottom teams, the Giants, the Rockies, and the Diamondbacks, what, what, what's your thoughts on them? What, what team do you guys see out of that group um, that's closer to the – let's say the the top than the other ones? Because none of them are – none of those teams are close to the Dodgers or Padres. No, well,
1: none of them are um... – I got burned last year. I thought the, the Diamondbacks were gonna be a, a sleeper and I, mm-hmm. I, I don't see it right now. No, no, no. I'll
2: tell you what, I love the Giants. Yeah, I, exactly. I do
1: love the Giants too. They yep. they actually have a sneaky good farm system. Yep, um, absolutely. There's a lot absolutely. of really interesting talent. They're they're doing a good job accumulating uh, yep. young guys down there. Um, yep. there's some there's some interesting pitchers too that yep. they don't they don't blow you away with the with the uh, the high ranking like potential that like you you normally want to see but like mm-hmm. there's a lot of really solid guys that they got in the minor league systems yeah i um, love marco
2: luciano i think he's going to be fantastic i mean he's got some nice pop for a shortstop he's young kid he's still got a couple of years before he you know probably hits the big leagues but i mean they're loaded at the catch in the catching position i mean they got know.
1: bart and bailey so um and they, they're, they're really good at identifying talent too i mean yep. they, they went out they got yaz i mean that who would have thought that you know the orioles of all teams to let somebody like that go yep um and then what uh, uh their second baseman uh
3: donovan solano. solano solano yeah solano yeah. Just
1: comes out of nowhere he's out, he arguably was yeah. the, the best was second re- baseman last year i mean he was, was
2: re- he was released by like 10 teams I think. Yeah. yeah yeah so, so i mean like
1: they, they they've done a really good job identifying talent i think they they definitely walked away from Bumgarner at the right the right time yep um so he, they didn't get burned on, on a bad contract. Um, I mean, it's, it's a shame to see, you know, he, he really struggled.
5: Yeah.
1: Um, Hans
2: in the, in the front office does a really good job. He's really good at judging talent. He he knows what he's doing. So I really think that, you know, within a couple of years, you're going to see the giants. I think they're they're you know, this year was a little bit too early for them to pounce on a big time free agent, but I do think next year, they'll be, they're going to be in the market for one of the big shortstops out there. I I could see them bringing in Carlos Correa or, or, you know, one of the guys that is going to be out there whether it be Trevor Story or whoever, whoever that, uh, you know, they can get. They're going to bring in one of the big top-tier free agents next year.
0: So well, let, me ask, let me ask you this, Logan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know you're a Pirates fan. and We feel sorry for you often. <laughs> yep. But who would you rather be a fan of five years from now, the Dodgers or the Padres?
4: Five years from now? Uh, five years f- from now. I would rather be a fan of the Padres five years from now. I think that they have a stronger, and this is not a dis, like a shot at the Dodgers farm system because obviously they still Casey have.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say
4: it's. It's not like they don't have. Uh, just
2: edit, edit this portion out. Of here.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna showcase that part. So, I think you
2: gotta do this. This will be
0: the clip for uh, Twitter tomorrow.
4: I I think that uh, the Padres. If you look at their farm system, the Mm -hmm. fact that they added all of the pieces they did this offseason and didn't have to give up any of their top five prospects is actually bonkers. And then you have, you know, the young talent. You still have Machado, who's a decent age. But then you have, you know, uh, Fernando Tatis and all of those guys. And it's just going to be their team that is going to be really, really intriguing five years out whereas mm-hmm. i think the dodgers
1: are going to run into some trouble too. here mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean it's the, just the talent level is just ridiculous yeah, sure. The dodgers they, are,
2: they are ridiculous are it's, a des- into, it's a destination
1: yeah. i mean who doesn't
4: want to go to san diego to play and that park is gorgeous but oh, it's beautiful yeah the beautiful. dodgers are going to run into a situation in the next couple of years where uh, they aren't going to have the money Mm -hmm. to throw around at everyone like Bellinger has to still get paid obviously they just paid Mookie like Okay, that's awesome, but at what point is there just not enough money to throw around at all the talent? Well, maybe- they the
2: Dodgers. I think they'll still be spending money. I just think that the farm system is is going to get it's it's like it's like a circular thing as as these teams win and they start trading away their prospects. You know, it, it you see the cycles of it. You know, and it's it's look look at the Red Sox right now. It's kind of what you know why the Red Sox are in the situation they're in. You know, they 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 won a couple World Series and they they kind of sold off everything for you know. To, to get there. And now it's, uh, you know, their, their farm system was depleted and now they're just starting to build it back up a little bit. So I think you'll see the same thing with the Dodgers over the, you know, not, not anytime soon, not in the next couple years, but probably after that a little bit. Um, but again, they're Friedman's good. He knows what he's doing. So I, I could see him making, you know, as the talent gets older, I think he'll make the moves to, you know, trade some of those veterans off and, and bring in some younger guys. And they seem to, they seem to really run a really good organization. So, um, I do think that uh, you know I, I think they'll be they'll be in the mix for a while, especially when you look at the division. You know, you, like you said, besides the Padres, the Giants, you know, but the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. I, I don't know. I mean, they they seem to really be struggling in in that player development area. The Diamondbacks have a lot of talent in the lower levels, but they just haven't. You know, none of those guys have really put it all together. The the craziest part about this whole division to me. Uh,
4: is the fact that the dodgers so the dodgers you think of the dodgers big market team can go out and spend the money their whole team virtually is made through their farm system
5: mm-hmm. yeah. like
4: the you know bellinger walker bueller uh dustin may bruised our Gratterall. uh it was i think justin turner came up through there like well turner f- was a mat he
2: was okay. a guy. Gratterall was a make, he came from, was a twin twins yeah yeah but
4: I mean he he even came but as a they brought him up through a, as as a prospect not as a a def established piece and that's where with, in, along those same two, lines like,
1: they're just they're just they I think they just know how to I would say they're like the Oakland A's mm-hmm. with a pocketbook yeah
5: yeah, yeah. because that's like they, even
1: Gratterall was he was part of a trade that fell through I don't think guys remember that and uh, there was concerns over him being a starter. Right. Cause mm-hmm. the twins were marketing him as a starter and they were like, well, we're, we're take him. He's amazing arm for the, for the bullpen. So like they, I think they just realized they can identify what the what players can offer them. But you know, the interesting with them thing with them is uh, they are over the luxury tax right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And what, you know, they just signed Turner to a, a two-year deal that is a lot of money for, for a guy his age. And uh, they are, they're, they're going to have some tough decisions I think way sooner than, I think Mm -hmm. anybody's anticipating and it really will come down to whether or not that farm system is really as strong as uh you know everybody gives them credit for because they're going to have to move somebody i mean i know like a lot of people always get on these teams you know why don't they go over the luxury tax you know that it is a business and these guys don't want to spend extra money if they don't have to and they're already doing it this year which makes sense because they're they're going to you know they want to prove to people that you know a 60 game world series is is you know still to most people it's just 60 games i mean they they want to prove that they can do this for 162 games so i mean it makes sense but they're not going to keep going over the luxury tax every single year from here on yeah. out i mean at some point they're going to have to move somebody off the books um so i don't i don't know what their certain contract statuses of some of the other guys is but uh i wouldn't be surprised if after this season you see them kind of shuffle around some stuff you maybe they they aren't necessarily a, a as strong on paper as uh, they are right now. They,
4: I think that both the Dodgers and the Padres win a hundred games this year. I think that I think both of those, it's going to, I think that division is going to come down to like maybe two games at the most, but I think they're both going to top a hundred wins, especially with the other three teams in that division, not being the same caliber. I think they're going to beat up on their division a lot and then just have absolute heavyweight bouts against one another every time that they have to play this year. It's like, it's made for TV. That is going to be that rivalry for the next two to three years is going to be the best rivalry in baseball. Yep.
0: Agreed, agreed. So, so that's the West, uh, and uh, we're going to bring in Christian Weber here because we're going to hop over to the Central. Um, oh, Christian's God. a big Brewers fan, so I want to hear Christian. I want to hear your unbiased take of who takes this division. <laughs> so let's go over the numbers. <laughs> Uh, BP has the Brewers with 89 wins. Uh, and I think they actually put that out before the Wong signing. I'm not sure though. Uh, they've got the Cubs coming in 85. We've done nothing this off season. And then the Cardinals coming at 81. So what are your thoughts, Christian? What do you see that division? How do you see it shaping up?
3: Uh, well, I want to first start by saying that uh, I was right about the Reds not being much, um, last year. I know they were, uh, what, they were second in the division though, but I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs if it was a full 162. Um, because you, you need to have the, the symmetry or the, the cohesion um, in, the, in like your team. And I didn't think they had that necessarily to begin with. They had the pitching, and then it's fallen apart. So the Reds are no longer a threat in this division, uh, in my mind. Um, for me, it's two horses. It's the Brewers and uh, the Cardinals, since they got Arnato. And they have enough depth where, I mean, the Cardinals just produce so much like consistently and like over my entire lifetime, even like they just always seem to have guys that come and they produce and they do stuff in the playoffs. And you're like, who is this guy? Where'd he come from? And, um, Wait, 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 wait. Were, but what's that, Bob?
2: Bob? Bob wants to know if you meant the Cubs. No, I said the Cardinals.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. remember right. Rosarena was a Cardinal too. <laughs> you guys know Randy or from the 2020 playoffs. Uh, but again, like they, they just have, names just guys who can hit just come out of like nowhere and i'm not a cardinal fan but it's it's insane like how Mm -hmm. many guys that they just produce Mm -hmm. Um, so it for me though it's the it's the brewers and the cardinals and i I want the brewers uh we heard a rumor before uh we started recording uh that shaw might be going back to the brewers that'd be Mm -hmm. a big hit for us Mm -hmm. um we need like that half of a platoon in the infield for sure uh and i think he'd, he'd probably be third base over first base um but uh yeah. And if, if Wong is a big addition, then that's, that's great. That'd be fantastic to have the middle of the, the infield uh, defense like that. Uh, Lorenzo Cain coming back. Uh, Yelts should return to form. Um, like I, I'm, I'm high on the Brewers. Like I'm all for it. Uh, but the Cardinals are always a threat and they always have guys who come out of nowhere. Um, so, but for me, it's, it's those two. You
0: know, I would agree with that. Uh, obviously I'm a diehard Cubs fan. I think the Cubs will hang around, but here's my biggest issue. We talked about this off show. Um, is their staff, and not just their starting five. I could go also under their bullpen, which is, I don't want to say in chaos right now, but there's some patchwork being done there. And then, you know, if you are in a game and you have a one or two run lead, and this is no knock on Kimbrell, but, you know, you're turning the ball over to Kimbrell and he just loves to push the envelope uh, and make the 40,000 in Wrigley nervous. And before that in Boston, it's just like, I, I just, I think the Brewers and the Cardinals have from A to Z, they're, they're better than what the Cub, Cubs can uh, produce consistently over 162. So I agree with you. I like the Cardinals for exactly what you just said. Every year, no matter what, that organization finds a way to have guys produce that you don't think they're going to produce and at a high level. Uh, but I think it's going to be a heavyweight bout between the Brewers and the Cardinals all year long. The Cubs may hang around until All-Star, until that staff starts to fall apart. And I think they start trading pieces away. Um, because I don't think they want to sign Chris Bryant long time or a long term. I think Anthony Rizzo has a distinct shot of being traded away. Uh, and uh, I think the only person on that team right now that you're going to see long term is uh, is bias. And they'll start taking some of that younger talent. That's uh, the influx of younger talent that we've seen into the farm system. And they'll start building around Javi. Um, I just think that makes sense. But I like your take. And uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Brewers, Cardinals all year long, but I like the cards by an inch.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely like the cards, uh, too, for that division. Uh, Brewers are going to be right right there. Um, mm-hmm. this, no, nobody really, to me, at least stands out as, like, this is the team to beat in this division. Um, but I, I do think those two should are probably the, the two closest in, in terms of being the most complete teams because uh, they both have really nice pieces. You know, mm-hmm. like Yelch is – I don't think anybody really thinks Yelch is, is going to be that bad. As how as he was last year. I mean, that's that's not the Christian Yeltsin right, right, that we we've seen for right. the last couple of seasons. Um, and I'm sorry, but sorry, Bob, cover your ears for this. But I, I think the Cubs are going to finish fourth. All right, Chris. Let's, um, whoa, it, whoa, on, I, I and, right and here, here's here's We're why. Kind of kind of like you said. I think that
0: people to kill.
1: They are they <laughs> 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 they, they are going to trade off pieces. I think yeah. they've already kind of. Given that hint that you know, as soon as as Theo stepped down, the writing was on the wall for the future of that of that right. franchise, and uh, I don't think you're going to see that pitching staff. It, it, it's a rough pitching staff. It was rough last year, depth wise, and it's. I don't think they really did much to improve it, and they're going to trade some of those pieces away. I think you're going to see Hendricks. He's got a really nice controlled contract. I think he's going to be valuable to somebody down the stretch. Mm -hmm. I think Davies was acquired specifically to flip Mm -hmm. at the deadline. Mm -hmm. Um, Their bullpen is not exactly the best on paper. They haven't really done much to improve it. I I agree with you. I think that you're going to see Bryant potentially be moved. I mean, we've heard rumors all offseason about him potentially going somewhere. Um, I think you're probably going to see Baez or or Rizzo stick around, and I think they're going to move Contreras too. I I don't think – So do I. Yep, I agree. It just seems like they have so much talent and the direction that they're headed. They don't want to finish top three in this division. Yeah, you no, you don't. don't you don't you don't trade you Darvish for a bunch of young teenagers if you're trying to, you know, get a, a, a low draft pick.
2: Well, you guys, you guys, you guys hit the nail on the head with this division. I, I think I agree with all you guys. I think it's the Cardinals and the Brewers um, all year. I think you got Brew- the wrong.
1: Head. You take that head off not, Oh, I'm gonna. I, I, still, I still have. I still have some.
2: <laughs> cu- I have some Cubs talk for Bob coming Going up. Going blind so. right now. <laughs> but uh, I do think that the uh, the Cardinals are gonna edge them out. I do love. Uh, I do love the Cardinals farm system still. I love a lot of the players down there. I think uh, Libertor is gonna be a great pitcher at some point um i I saw him a lot with the rays um i do think that the brewers are going to be sneaky good um i think they do have a chance to win that division i think it's going to be closer than people think Uh, i know arenado was a nice pickup but i do i do still like milwaukee i think milwaukee's got a really good team and i think he's you know they have one of the best managers if not the best manager in baseball so i do like milwaukee um back to the cubs um Bob. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a long summer. Um, but they do, they, the thing about the Cubs is that they, they started last year accumulating a lot of talent at the lower levels. Um, you know, they do have some guys that are a few years off. Like Ed Howard, I think, is going to be a great Love player. Ed. Yeah. I love yeah. Ed Howard. Yeah, yep. I I think they've got some guys. I mean, they do have some nice young pitchers that I think you'll start to see this year when they start to move some of the pieces, you know, like Marquez and Azalette. You're going to see a lot of those guys. Cole Franklin you might see yep. later this year, early next year. Um, they have a nice catcher um Miguel Amaya I mean they have some pieces you know so I do think like you said if they if they move some of the veterans move Brian I think it's time to they're kind of stuck in that Red Sox mode if you ask me you know I I don't mean to keep going back to the Red Sox but they're they want to rebuild but they don't rebuild they kind of keep the same guys and they just put you know maybe trade a piece and then build around them a little bit but they don't want to just totally rebuild because of the big market but I do think that um you know, their farm system has a lot of t- talent at the lower levels. Um, they, have a, they have a bunch of shortstops in that organization, right. that are, you know, 17, 18, 19 years old, you know, so, um, I, you know, I, I do. I don't think all hope is lost. Um, I mean, unless we, we start talking about the Pirates.
5: Okay. Okay. Come on
1: now. <laughs> this is actually. Yeah, I, I, I'm just nuts, I'll just nutsy I'll with you on this one. I actually really like what the Pirates did this off this off season. I do too. I, I think they have really set themselves up. I mean, it is the Pirates? You know, there's ownership <laughs> questionable ownership things there, but um, yeah, I, I love the talent that they've amassed. I think they did a fantastic job trading off the pieces they got.
4: Yeah, and, I would generally tend to agree i i like all the. i mean this is time for pirate talk you know that's why people are coming to this pod (laughs) um i love the pirates and what they're doing i have four big like big questions about the pirates this season uh first of all where does major league baseball send key brian hayes rookie of the year award (laughs) Uh, what is mitch keller is he gonna end up being you know an ace or a top piece of a rotation does Brian Reynolds bounce back after his absolutely horrendous summer last year? And number four, can they lock up the number one pick? Like that's, that's it. That's all I want out of the pirates. Let their youngins come up through the system. You have O'Neill Cruz, you have Quinn Priester, you have all of these guys that just have such high ceilings. And I really have a lot of faith in Charrington and his ability to find talent And bring it up through the system. I think their trajectory looks a lot like what the Houston Astros looked like, you know, six years ago, seven years ago. So long term, I absolutely love what the Pirates have done. And I can't wait to see them over the next two to three years and watch those guys develop. As far as the rest of the NL Central is Uh. concerned. Uh, I think I would tend to agree with you guys. I think it's the Brewers and the Cardinals. The Cardinals, the big problem that they had last year is they couldn't score runs. And I don't necessarily know if Arenado moves the needle. I'm going to be honest. You look at his home and away splits, and he was really bad away from course. And does historically, that, like every year yeah, he has, yeah. he's been much better at and course. I. You know, is that is that just a weird anomaly? Is that a weird statistical trend, or is that who he is? Obviously, you can't take away his defensive ability. It's going to be incredible. Like between Goldschmidt and him, they might have the best corner infielders in Major League Baseball. But is his offense going to bring enough to the Cardinals to make them consistent at the plate? They were horrible behind the plate last year. Um, And I mean, Yadis a year older. Uh, I think that there's still questions about the cards. I still think they're going to end up winning the division on the back of their pitching rotation alone. Um, I think the Brewers are going to be right there. Christian Jelich along with Chris Bryant, are probably my two favorite non-pirate players in baseball. So I I hope he bounces back because I I love him as a player. Uh, I think the Brewers are going to be very, very respectable. The rest of the division is – not going to be very good by the end of the year. I think that you do see the Cubs move off their pieces, Uh, specifically Chris Bryant. This is something that I haven't heard anyone talk about, but I would love to see Chris Bryant in Seattle. I think that that move makes a whole lot of sense. They have the pieces to make that, get that deal done. And I think Seattle is starting to be on that upswing where kind of a superstar player adding, at the corner infield would do a lot for them so uh
1: here's here's something that these projections they actually pick the pirates to finish uh second worst in baseball behind uh the rockies by one game i don't know if i necessarily agree with that no Mm -hmm. um i mean the rockies are probably going to get beat up pretty bad in that division but um I I mean I I don't think the Pirates are going to win 61 games. I'll tell you that no, right now.
0: No, I, I would be
1: either. happy if the Pirates won 55 games. <laughs> like I
4: I am all in on the tank this year. They need another year <laughs> or two of number one overall picks. Um, the Pirates are literally fielding a triple A roster this year. Like their pitching rotation, I would be happy if it had a, a sub four or five ERA. Like it's going to be historically bad but it's okay because you got key brian hayes and that's all i care about
2: yeah he he's he's a lot of fun he's he's he a fun. lot of fun i love nick gonzalez too he's, you know, he's <laughs> not agree. gonna yeah i think he's gonna be a yeah. a nice piece but uh as for the reds i i think you know the reds i mean i love luis castillo i think he's one of my favorite pitchers in the national league i think he's got some great stuff love his change up um but i, I don't Really know what the Reds are doing. I mean, they kind of went all in last year. Like for one year, it was like a one year. Okay, let's go in, and try to win, and now we're back to being the Reds. Um, so I, I mean, when you look at their lineup, you're like, yeah I mean, there's some pieces there in um, their farm system. I mean, it doesn't really impress me that much either. I mean, they have some pieces there, obviously, but I, I think that they're kind of, you know, one of those teams again stuck in the middle of not really knowing what to do. You know, so um, that's a tough division. You got some really good run organizations you know, like the Cardinals and the Brewers. So, um, you know, they, uh, the Reds definitely are, I I think they're at least a third or fourth place team.
0: Well, Scott, let's stick with you. Speaking of that, uh, that division and all of them actually give me your East winner, your central winner, your West winner, and who's coming out to represent the national league. I think we already talked about it, but in the, uh, in the world series. Uh, well I
2: mean I like in the east. I, I do like the Braves. I think the Braves are gonna sure. I think the Braves. Um I do like the Cardinals in the Central. Like I said, barely. I think the Cardinals are uh um you know the Cardinals are definitely a, a little bit above the uh the Brewers. I like the Dodgers, um and uh, you know, obviously the Padres is a wild card team. Sure. Um and then uh you know, my prediction is going to be a, a, an upset in the uh, NL playoffs, and you're going to see the Padres in the World Series.
1: Wow.
0: Wow. Well, I'm not going after that prediction. One of you guys
1: can go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'm going to go Braves for the East, um, Cardinals for the Central, and Dodgers for the West by, like, one or two games. Um, just barely. They're, they're going to. Inch out uh, of the win over the Padres on that. I do, I do think the Padres are going to be much more competitive than the, these specific uh, projections show, um, and I, I will pick. Um, I will pick the Dodgers to uh, to go to the World Series. So boring. Yeah, <laughs> Could no. be better, but I think that's I the think... most logical, at least in my in my mind. <laughs> I think the uh, for
4: the East, I, I have the Braves. I think the Braves are interesting though. Cause I think that they have a different or a different bullpen and a different rotation by the end of the year. So I think it'll be Braves uh, in the East. The, the Pirates are of course going to, no, uh, the Cardinals, <laughs> the Cardinals will win the central. Maybe the Pirates then,
1: trade all the guys they got for go, yeah. Brian
4: and uh, <laughs> <Yelish>. <laughs> uh, and then the Dodgers win the West. I like the Braves to actually get over the hump this year and make the world series.
3: Call. Uh, yeah, I got, I got the same thing. Well, not, the not exactly the same thing. I got the Braves in the East. Uh, Homer pick is the brewers in the central. Uh, they've been really good in September, especially mm-hmm. under council. Um, so that that's what puts them over the edge. I think they'll get someone at the deadline as well. I'm not sure who uh, they like going after Jordan Lyles. They did that two years in a row uh, and he's nothing, but <laughs> he's something in Milwaukee for some reason. Uh, and then the West is the Dodgers for me. My two wild cards are the Padres and the Cardinals and then I said before, the Dodgers for the World Series, they got to be the favorites um, the whole league in my mind.
0: Yeah, You know, I fall right in line with that mindset. I think what's interesting is there's going to be trades made. We know that. And that's some trades are going to change the landscape of how the National League looks. And there's mm-hmm. going to be injuries. And, you know, maybe the Dodgers or Padres can get away with an injury or two. That's fine because they're top-heavy in that division. We just discussed that. But I think – from game one of this year, I'll be looking at the injury status of everyone in the East and everyone in the central, because one big injury changes mm-hmm. the outlook of either one of those divisions. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. So it should be fun. So, all right. Well, so I think we're all in agreement there. Um, uh, But let's go ahead and move on to today we saw some big news. Um, Well, big news if you're a big fan of MLB The Show. Sony San Diego dropped another trailer today. Um, And uh, this one discussed a little more in-depth the mode uh, March to October. Um, Scott, what do you think about that?
2: Uh, I liked what I saw. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, we, we didn't see a whole lot right um i did like there were some peculiar um things we saw um that we were kind of asking a lot of questions about afterwards where, such as the six-man rotations um it looks like there's going to be multi-year um march to october um seasons which is kind of cool um and again it's it just depends on how it's implemented i think you know um we're oh, let, come back to me on this one because i want to hear everybody else's take and then uh I want to come back and see uh see where i uh where i
0: disagree or agree with you guys all right christian i assume you saw the trailer um what were your thoughts
3: of course i did yeah (laughs) i
0: gotta
3: see when it comes out um yeah it's short um again like we're not getting much right now um and i'm okay with that i'm I'm a pretty patient person so it's okay i want to see gameplay but i I know they're building up to it um and i'm not i'm not too big with march to october um uh, i'm okay with it i'd rather see them put a lot of stuff towards franchise and then have March, October as another option rather than, I think we all kind of were speculating they're going to merge the two. Um, and uh, I, I don't want to see that, but I, again, like as more of a hardcore, like, I mean, I'm sure you guys are too, but like, I want to play every game. I want to play every, every second of my entire season. And if I make the playoffs or not, I don't care if it took me, my entire actual summer. Like, I don't want to get to the playoffs in 13 hours, like they said in the, in the video. Like, I'm okay with the people who want that, but I'm not in that camp. So give me the option to do either instead of making me making me do this. Um, but, uh, yeah, I saw the same stuff that you were saying, Scott. Uh, six-man rotations could be a thing. Um, the multi-year March to October is interesting as well. I'd like to see the stuff that they put into March to October last year into franchise this year, mm-hmm. like the, the new trade, um, hub that they had and a a few other like follow uh, things but uh, it's just I mean we sound like a broken record like it's they just need to improve franchise and that's that's the selling point for me.
4: I uh, am along the lines of friend of the show M.Fisk. I think that we are one year or two years away from March to October and franchise being the same mode. I think that there it's going to be one big much like NBA 2K did you know my league where you can do a my GM or uh, basically get to play the mode how you want to play the mode I think that that's very very quickly what we're going to be looking at in MLB the show whereas you know someone like Bacon Christian can play every single game someone who doesn't maybe necessarily have the time to do that can choose kind of the March to October route rather than playing franchise and the other thing I was thinking when I was watching the trailer, uh, first of all, big shout out to Sony San Diego, because those coach tattees videos are hilarious and their marketing is absolutely killing it this year. It's those videos are cracking me up every time I'm watching it. But what it seems very clear to me is the reason that, franchise isn't necessarily getting the updates that we expect it to is because they're using March to October as kind of a beta mode for franchise. They're trying out things in March to October that maybe they can't put into franchise right now because it'll break old code, which prevents the the mode from working the way it was intended to do. So I think that they're throwing a lot of features into March to October to see if they work and then before too long, you're going to see March to October and franchise merge. And we're going to see all of those features that are in March to October into franchise.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree on that. Um, I I actually don't mind March to October. I, I played a lot, little bit of it uh, this past year and I actually thought it was really interesting. Um, it, was, it was a lot of fun just to kind of not have to worry so much about the grind of what a franchise mode offers. Um, when I play franchise, I tend to stick exactly to what happens in real life. So like I mimic everything that goes on. So I very rarely get a chance to actually get to the end of a a franchise. Um, And I just kind of, I do enjoy that day-to-day routine of it, but uh, March, October was definitely something that I think provided like a fresh take on the game that I enjoyed um, just because it was kind of like more of a fantasy appeal for me. Um, But yeah, I I think they are eventually going to be merged into something. Um, They, they know that a lot of people don't get through, a franchise mode uh year to year and it's going to give people more of a chance to to have customization then i'm all for it i mean you know i don't think they're ever you're never going to have to worry i don't i don't think about them eliminating 162 game schedule no Um, i don't think they would ever do something like that i don't think major league baseball would let them do something like
0: that I agree.
1: so i don't think we ever have to worry about that going away it's just how much a franchise is going to disappear or be changed into something else to suit the new game mode um i think it it, it
2: all all comes back to customization chris right like like if they leave those those modes um like march october if they leave that customizable where we can customize the amount of games we can import custom rosters they're the type of things that i think will make the community embrace it a little bit more than it is right now um I, I do agree with what christian said about the the 13 hours because i caught that too in the trailer when i heard that i'm like eh, you
1: know i mean i i love playing which stuff. also seems a lot i don't mm-hmm. i feel like i don't know if you can can you get to the postseason in 13 hours and yeah it's it's it's, it's been, well, okay it's it's, a, it's I like never, a of 13
2: hour mode pretty okay. much i think that's the standard time that's that's what i've heard anyway i never I mean, paid I, attention to how much yeah time, uh, it takes yeah that's and you know I've one heard.
1: other thing too it, it did say ps4 version Mm -hmm. captured on the ps5 right Yeah, we're not getting we we still have not seen the ps5 version so i think and you're not going to see it until april exactly yeah
2: so that's the question you know are we the big thing is i mean we're all just assuming that we're seeing the same thing that we're going to see on the ps5 version you know question is are we you know is it going to be a a 2k thing you know where you know the ps5 version rolls out and it's like whoa this is different you know um i mean it's possible right i mean yeah yeah, it's it's probable
4: i was gonna (laughs) say what if if the ps5 version does merge the two
2: yeah it it might it's very Uh possible it might just be the ultimate in customization where it's it's going to say okay here's your like you're my mba and you pick all the modes you pick all the things you want to set your concession prices do you want to have custom customizable rosters do you want to play all 162 games do you want to have critical situations on whatever it may be and you just pick all those things before you jump into your franchise and then boom you jump in but it's like it's a kind of hybrid between March to October and franchise which would be amazing I think yeah Um, and
4: as like as a pirate fan obviously I'm going to be doing a pirate franchise Day one, when you guys drop the rosters, so I'll, I'll be diving into that. And as a pirate fan, I would love to have the option to do a March to October year one and mm-hmm. then dive into a more traditional franchise for year two, three. Because I know if I play all 162 year one, I'm going to be lucky to win 50 60 games. Right. So give me the ability to play a March to October, get through the first season in 13 hours, and then year two, when some of the prospects actually start hitting, I can dive into a fully fleshed franchise mode.
1: Absolutely. Do, yeah, we wanna, but I, I say, do we want to talk about the uh the death chart that we yeah. saw yeah. well i thought
0: uh, yeah i thought i thought that was real interesting now, of course like we already talked about they they didn't really give us a bunch of information so a little bit of this is is speculation right yeah so w- what was your thoughts chris about the, the
1: i chart? i love it um exactly. the thing that definitely stuck out to me was the the the, ro- the starting rotation mm-hmm. um i know there's been some discussion there with you know, is it a traditional depth chart or is that starting rotation signifying a six-man rotation?
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it I do think it's a little odd that you see um, every other position has got it at three slots and the starting rotation only added one. That seems a little odd. I know, I mean, maybe it could be just a space thing, but um I feel like if you were going to do a traditional depth chart, why, why would you only list one extra starting pitcher like I think major league teams would – actually go one two three as far as like Mm -hmm. you know who the next three guys are going to be potentially um i do like the idea that hopefully that you have some features of that kind of imported into the roster customization of of things that they add maybe another screen um to when you're managing your rosters before you go into some of these modes because i think that would be great if you could kind of set the computer up in terms of like this is the guy that should be the next in the pecking order. So you don't see that 18 year old prospect who's a, a potential get called up. You see the guy in AAA who realistically would be the more likely next guy, you know, up. Um, so ho- hopefully some of that type of stuff is, is built into that. Um, I, I loved what I saw. I think it's, you know, it, more, the more customization, the better. So uh, I'm never going to speak bad of anything that, that at least on the surface is improving customization.
4: I, uh, along the same lines of that depth chart screen, the thing that had me really, really interested was across the top, being able to switch from Mm -hmm. 2021 to 2022 to 2023. Mm -hmm. Like if you're doing a long-term franchise, being able to see what your roster would look like in 2023 uh, so you can make contract decisions, trade decisions, like all of that is such big brain. And I know that one of the selling points on franchise it said um, revamped franchise with an emphasis on making decisions for the long term, right? So, I would have to think that that depth chart is going to come over to franchise mode. It it just makes logical sense to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot of cool stuff in that depth chart. It was very out of the parkish. Um, out of the parks got very you know something very similar in it. Um, I did like the, uh, the dollar symbol. Did you notice the dollar symbol next to the guys who are free agents next year? So that was kind of cool. Um, I, I think it's got a lot of potential. I am excited about where the series is going with the franchise mode in March or October. I know there's still a lot of questions and people are skeptical, but I think it, like we've talked about before on a couple of the, the past shows, I think you kind of have to go, you have to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt where they are right now. And, and, you know, you're going to next gen. So I do think that if you want to, have a fresh, you know, build on franchise mode and add new features to it, I think you kind of have to, you know, lose something in the process, which is, you know, pretty much the year to year saves from what we're hearing. Um, so if that, if that's the case, I mean, I'll accept that, you know, I can accept that because it's, it's, you know, for the long run, it's going to be better for everybody. But uh, I was excited when I saw it. I'm hoping that we do get another uh, franchise trailer this week, which is, um, you know, what everybody's talking about. So
4: the other thing, from that trailer, that I really, really, really hope jumps into the franchise is the critical moments featuring prospects, because cool. it would be so yeah. cool to be playing a pirates franchise and then mm-hmm. have a dude like you, know, O'Neill Cruz, who's a 69 overall. But if you finish this moment or hit this this progress, it's going to jump him up a couple of overall points, which makes him available to be called up and start. Like that whole having more
2: impact on the
4: lower levels of your farm system
2: oh yeah very cool so cool awesome yeah, very cool yeah i love i love that integration of the minor league system into that thing it's, it's just a, it's just the evolution of it and uh you know it's it's very cool that
3: was yep. another big thing that was missing in march october this year was you had no clue what's happening in minors yep no yep idea. yeah Yeah. you call up a guy randomly just based off of well, you, you only
1: had access to the 40 man and it was the base forty man yeah, too. Like right. you, you yeah. couldn't even do a custom roster. Which hopefully mm-hmm. they they will change that because I do think that was the one thing that really held that that mode back.
0: Yeah, I agree, Chris. It really hope cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. Uh, I was excited, uh, much like Christian. I, I'm a franchise guy. I mean, I'll be honest. I touched March to October last year for about eight minutes, uh, and it was only for the review. Uh, every other second, I spend, I don't touch Diamond Dynasty. Uh, I'm a franchise guy, but Logan mentioned it. I mean, just give us all the options. We don't want to disclude anyone just because I myself or Christian, you know, we're franchise guys from last pitch to first pitch or first pitch to last pitch. You know, everybody should have the opportunity to play the game. They want to. Um, I'm excited about what I saw, but once again, I think, the impact of what we saw today is going to be fully fleshed out when the game is actually in our hands. It's hard to get excited about seeing the screen. We can speculate, we can talk. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we know, once we get the game in our hands, I think we'll have a little bit more to talk about. And Scott, you brought it up. We have another, uh, another trailer drop Thursday. I think everybody on this panel tonight hopes it's a franchise uh, trailer. So yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah. Yep. Based on the schedule, it makes sense. Right. Think it- yep. I would agree.
0: So, But for those of us uh, uh, who are with us every week, obviously tonight we have a uh, special guest, Christian Weber, uh, with us. Um, and this is the first time on the show he's with us. Uh, he has a fictional roster set on Operation Sports. I believe, Christian, that's the only place that's available, right, is on Operation Sports. You can download it, but that's the only form that specifically talks about it, right?
3: Uh, yeah, I've been starting to uh, post on Twitter. Uh, okay. January actually so there's some information there but most of my posts on there say check operation sports
0: okay all right operation sports right and so most of you will know him as bacon um but we wanted to welcome him aboard and just give him a chance to talk about uh you know how he came about in uh going down this path for a fictional roster um the impact it's going to have on him with year to year saves and no carryovers and that, and kind of what the future holds for him now. So take it away, Christian.
3: Uh, sure. Yeah. So I, uh, so I know a bunch of you guys from OS, and then I know, um, I know Chase Bass, who you guys all know, Showtime. Um, and he got me connected with, uh, with doing rosters for Scott uh, when it was uh, OSFM. OSFM. Yeah. And uh, I was just doing the brewers there. So I got really used to, making all the faces and
5: mm-hmm.
3: uh, getting as close as I could and, to real life. And then um, really like familiarizing myself with the, with the face creator. And I just found it really fun to just make faces. And I, I mean, I, I think you guys all agree too. Like it's just fun to just mm-hmm. sit down and, and do it. Um, but uh, but then I found it more fun to just make fictional faces. Uh, and I started making, uh, I mentioned this before, I started making the, uh, the Padres from Pitch and I started making the Indians from Major League and uh, made fictional players to surround them. And so I could play with those two teams and then it just expanded on the entire league. Uh, I got rid of the the Easter eggs of the the pitch Padres and the Major League Indians and it just turned into a full blown uh, fictional world. Um, Started in 2016 uh, and uh, I've had it in the vault every year since, more downloads every year since, more people talking about it every year since. Um, I started to get really into Twitch, this year, I got a bunch of people streaming it on Twitch. Even recently, even myself recently, I mm-hmm. um, yeah. actually streamed today. That's awesome. Uh, but uh, but yeah, and uh, it's, uh, it's it just it consumes my life. But uh, it's a big uh, <laughs> big time project that I've had over the last uh, the last five years, and probably like my main hobby as well. So it looks like you uh, are going to be joining us with having a lot of work.
5: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So
3: without the without the carryover. Um, what I usually would have to do is, you know, you can do the franchise from year to year, and then you had to export all the players out of it. So then for 20, they, they streamlined that even. So you could just load rosters from 19 into 20. And that was just, you know, it was done day one. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm going to have to completely redo everything. And you got, you guys know the pain of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's about 3000 players. It's almost, or it's 90 per team. It's It's going to take I don't even want to think about calculating how long it's gonna take. <laughs> obviously. Um, but uh but yeah, the hope is that at least uh you know to to try to streamline that process and try to try to get it done. But but sorry I'm having trouble with this, but it's um the the way that I made the players and the way that, the way that I made the roster like took so much time that I was able to put so much like detail into the little things of it. Yep. what i love, What I
2: love about your roster, Christian, is that it, it's it's got personality, you know, and the players have personality, and you know, when you play a different team, you know, each team has different players that, you know, you see you see the the team the players that are uh, the guys that are playing it on Twitch or on Twitter. Um, and they, they've actually made connections with a lot of these fictional players, which is very cool. I've seen a lot of storylines and, and, um, different things built around certain players in your roster. And I, I've spent a ton of time with it myself and it's, it's great. I mean, you did a great job with it. Uh, the equipment's amazing. I think the equipment's one of the standout pieces of it. I I love the equipment you did with it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just a very, very well done roster. I mean, I did, didn't you even get a write-up in Forbes magazine with it or Forbes? yeah, I saw something.
3: That was Brian Mazik uh, yep. of, uh, of Forbes, yeah. So I got – that was just a quick little write-up. Uh, mm-hmm. I had another article written in July for uh, SimSports Gaming. And then uh, I was on another podcast actually in – when was that? April or May? Uh, just talking about that – talking about the roster on there as well. Um, so I'm finally getting the attention here. It's, it's been a project for, again, four to five years now. But it, it's finally – like the community really is – going after it and there are a lot of people who've been playing it for the last like couple of years and seen it grow and uh and now they support me on twitch as well um and it's, it's just really cool to see that
2: yeah it's awesome man so,
0: so obviously you draw inspiration from a, a multiple areas do you allow your knowledge of major league baseball uh, in real life to to show any bias towards the fictional characters and the, the teams uh, when you're creating these
3: rosters. So how bad are the Cubs?
0: Yeah, that's really what I want to ask. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. so I
3: actually started initially where uh, the Brewers were actually pretty bad. Okay. Uh, so I didn't want to play as the actual Brewers uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, and then um, I said I started in 2016. That was the year the Cubs won the World Series. So, of course, I wanted to escape that world. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so the Cardinals and the Cubs were a little uh, – little underrated at the time and uh it's kind of it's kind of merged where a lot of the teams are really even and i get the message the complaint i get the most actually is people can't decide on a team to play as mm-hmm. so i'll get messages that are like hey how do i decide who i should play as like and then it's all so even it's like you don't have ties to the organization like i don't like the brewers on bacon's fictional roster like i i won't play as the brewers
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the franchise i got going now is is the braves and i actually play as the indians and i um did redid the uniforms for both of them um but i've never played as indians like in real life like i no slight against the indians but i just I just don't care mm-hmm. and I, I love them in bacon's fictional roster because awesome. you know, built it and it's it's a different team and you can actually like connect with the players and in a different way than you connect with the players that you see on tv like you guys we all watch baseball so you know that like Christian Yelich looks like this and he should play like this. So that's how he should be in the game. Well, these guys don't have a real life counterpart. So there's no comparison. There's no, like Michael McCoy is the Brewers left fielder. I have no clue how he's going to play. Like you guys have an idea how his ratings should play, how his vision should be, you know, how his, how his load looks when you see it, like the stance in game, but it, it all takes off. Like once, once you get into an actual game, it's completely different. So you have some preconceived notions and it just doesn't, go the same way as you think that it's going to, because you have no baseline for any single player. What's the uh, who's,
2: who's the one player in your roster? Who's, you, who's the uh, your
3: one favorite player out of your entire roster that you've created? Uh, I will not stop talking about Michael Mayfield. Uh, he's the DH for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, he's only like an 88 or 89 overall, but that's because he has 15 fielding and he's in the teens for arm – arm accuracy and reaction as well, but he is uh, he's high 90s for basically everything hitting wise. Uh, he should awesome. be a 50/50 guy uh, the first season of a franchise with my roster. Oakland Athletics DH, Michael <laughs> or yeah, Michael Mayfield. Awesome. Wow. So
4: obviously you guys are all super super ingrained in the roster creation world. So are you, we're just all proceeding under the, the belief that carryover saves for rosters are done? So yeah. Have we gotten confirmation I, on that? I think
1: so. Well, it, it, you know, it set your expectations low and you can never yeah. be disappointed. So, because I think that's kind of just the, the way we're rolling with it. Um, I am, there's maybe like a 5% of me that hopes there is some way to transfer guys, but um, I'm just going to go into it thinking I need to kind of start over. Because so.
4: the only reason I say that, and I was kind of proceeding under the belief that we, we were going to have to wait a little bit longer for the rosters, but. The The fact that they're carrying over logos, oh. so the logo yeah. vault's gonna be carried over, makes me think that maybe there's a chance that they carry over other things that are in the vault as well. Yeah, I,
1: just carry over. I think I brought that up to um before, like off chat. Um, it, I think the reason that that's happening is because I because like there really is no way for, for you to transfer it. Like, I think they actually have to pull that out. Of their server and put it into the it, yeah. if i'm understanding that correctly um and so if they haven't changed anything in terms of the logo creation tools then i don't see why wouldn't you wouldn't be able to use that same logo if they change something in the game mode itself then that would be why your franchise doesn't carry yeah if they had to rewrite some type of code where you know importing something would break it I think the same thing with the rosters that the reason I'm perceiving it as the rosters aren't going to carry like they did where you could just load up, you know, 19s, uh, rosters into your game. Um, so like we, why, why won't you go to low 20 is I am under these. I'm guessing that there's going to be some changes to either player models or something with the, the jump from PS4 to PS5. There has to be some reason that that would happen, anyways. It, I I don't think it makes much sense that, that the rosters wouldn't carry over. Yeah, so it's it's
2: it, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I know we have the feature the what are they the featurettes they're calling them or yeah. whatever the previews are. They start I think March eleventh. Um, so there's one every week, I believe. Uh, it looks like what it's going to be a live stream with some reveals, so that should be fun. And I think the first time, um, according to the schedule, that we get the uh, PS5 preview was April eighth, I believe. So, yeah. um, it's going to be uh, you know, it's going to be a fun you know, four or five weeks starting the beginning of March, you know, and seeing what kind of information we get on a weekly basis. But I, I, I you know, I'm sure you guys like, are just as excited as me to see what we have in store for the PS5. Does
1: Does anybody know I I never really played 2K before this year. Um, mm-hmm. Does anybody know if 2K were those files at all? You, could, like, you couldn't take a file from the PS4 version to the PS5 version, No, everything right?
2: had to be I think it was all redone. So, yeah. And it, they right, were two complete, they ended
1: up being two completely different games. So I think that's kind of just the just kind of process of elimination mm-hmm. i guess we're fine you know we're, we'll we're find out, out soon i guess right yeah, we'll find out okay. soon so i mean you know either there's a lot of work ahead of us or there's you know not a lot of work ahead of us so yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah hopefully we find out sooner than later i mean I'm yeah. on because once start, I get write, start me, writing down yeah. your ratings yeah <laughs> no i will i have them all down already but um, <laughs> <laughs> good transition though um raster
2: creator at heart
3: yeah yeah i am i'm looking for help though if if i am not able to move anything over i'm gonna need a team comparable to the one that scott put together for my own set to keep it going on absolutely playstation 5 so i'm looking for people if you're listening and you're interested in helping me um i would be you know forever grateful i already have a couple people who reached out uh but again like once we know for sure that they're in or they're out or you know that i have to start from scratch like i'm gonna do the best i can to head that and and have it come into 21 because I don't want this roster to die in two months. No, absolutely And, ha- and, not, and I mean,
0: how, how should they reach out to you, Christian?
3: Uh, I'm on Twitter. It's uh, yeah. Bacon's Fictional. There's no spaces or, uh, or caps or anything. Uh, or I'm on OS. It's bacon Bacon96. Uh, either of those would be great uh, and i'll
0: I I'll, I'll tweet out
2: your information as well okay, on the uh, scout scoops riding rosters twitter to get that out there but yeah anybody who's out there that's interested that wants to get involved in the in the project uh, for the uh, next generation of uh, bacon's fictional and next gen systems um, reach out to uh, christian and uh, you know or, or reach out to me and i'll get you in touch with christian if i have to um, but uh, yeah we want to definitely see this roster uh, live live on buddy we're going to keep it going me
0: too Perfect. Well, everyone, I think uh, I think that's going to be it for tonight. Uh, Logan, once again, we want to thank you for stepping up and uh, joining us. Always a pleasure, sir. And you are always welcome on any show at any time, my friend. And, thank you. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Man. And Christian, once again, thank you for coming aboard. Not only talking about your rosters, but just uh, telling us about how much you love the Brewers, because you know that made my heart swell. And, uh, yeah, being part of this tonight – but uh unless anyone has anything else um it was a lot of fun yeah Yeah. a lot of fun this week we're gonna do it again uh just here in a couple days scott you had brought up maybe someone might be on the show here on thursday is that still gonna happen
2: yeah we've got uh we've got some surprises lined up uh over the next couple days um we've got a lot of a lot of uh a lot of guests over the next uh month or so we've got uh some big announcements coming uh, in March um, for some things that we're going to do around uh, the scout scoops uh, scout scoops uh, brand and, and some things that we're going to do in the community um, uh, around uh, around some different things. We're going to, we are going to do some previews of some other baseball games that are coming out. We're going to do a, do a whole show around RBI, a whole show around out of the park and uh, Christian. Thanks, man. We appreciate you coming on and, and definitely anytime you want to come on with us and, uh, you know, talk some brewers or talk some baseball with us. We'd love to have you on, man. It was a lot of fun. And Logan, man, you're like the new MVP of uh, scout scoops, buddy. We're like, you're like just stepping in whenever we need you, man. We appreciate it. So it's awesome. And and you like, like Bob said, you're welcome to come on any, any show we do. Um, you know, we love having you here. It's just, it's just great talking baseball chase and James. I um, weren't able to make it tonight. We'll uh, hopefully have them on uh, later on this week or next week with us. Um But uh, but it was a lot of fun, guys. A lot of fun tonight.
0: Yep, a lot of fun. Uh, Make sure uh, if anyone has any questions or thoughts, throw them on our social media. We'll do the best to get to them. Um, And Enzo, with that said, I believe, gentlemen, for another week it is time for us to descend down in the dugouts. We appreciate, of course, everyone who takes time to listen. And with that, have a great night.